Very good morning, everyone. Tuesday, February 21, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. And, uh, yeah, morning to you. We're, we're, what, nine days out from the start of the NRL season. Uh, we've got uh, significant issues over there in India with players coming home. Well, not quite on mass, but certainly some significant players coming back home uh, from the tour with us 2-0 down in the series. But uh, we've uh, had an addition here in uh, the central broadcasting position for the Big Sports Breakfast because the great Lozer is back and uh, he was just saying to Jono out there, as Jono sort of mentioned the multi, he goes, I move on pretty quickly. Um, dare say that's not the case though, Loz. <laughs> Time to bask in glory. Morning to you. Oh, morning everybody. Um, look, it's no big deal, Bido. Just <laughs> start the year off with a win with a multi. Uh, very good performance, too, by Roots and Osipenko. Osipenko is going to be a very, very good horse into the future. Um, but, no, it was uh, great to, uh, to see everyone uh, get a result uh, on the weekend. So, again, thank you for supporting, and hopefully we'll produce a few more. But, you know, it's not about me today. It's got to be about the Australian cricket team, as it was yesterday. Oh. I'm assuming plenty of people would have been unhappy. Is that right? Uh, fair to say... Mm. No pun intended. The bats came out in force yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible to watch, though. I, I sat. I think I was just telling you. I sat there. You know, had a decent drink on Saturday. Sat there Sunday afternoon, tucked up on the couch. So, mm. gee, we're a, we're a chance here. You let your mind wander. Within an hour, mm. froth and bubble. Couldn't believe what I was watching. And uh, yeah, we had a decent post morning yesterday. Wasn't it? Jeez, oh, disappointing. so disappointing. So disappointing. And I think it can be traced back to the Big Bash, to be honest. And, uh, well, Andrew McDonald, though, yesterday, some comments from him. He said he wouldn't change a thing about the preparation, Clark. He wouldn't change a thing. I think that's really naive. But uh, morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, boys. Uh, morning to our listeners. Let's have a day off cricket, shall we? Can we talk about something else, please? Well, I'm sure we will, but I want to get stuck into the cricket. I have no doubt. Because... I'm I glad you weren't here very, yesterday. Very, very ordinary. Hang on. So Andrew McDonald has said he wouldn't change anything. Wouldn't have changed the preparation at all. Surely they're going to admit that they got the preparation <laughs> wrong. They should have had a lead-up game to this test series. Well, if it's the biggest thing that they're preparing for. But they also said they got their selection right in the first game. And in the second game, they brought Travis Head back. So that obviously tells you... They admitted that they didn't get their selection right in the first game. Yep, you would think so. He uh, he said, you know, just on what went wrong in the second test, particularly the second innings, uh, he, admitted that, he admitted they went away from their game plan. They've got to be better. He conceded that they need to find the balance between attack and defence and being able to rotate the strike. But, uh, yeah, the one when he was pressed on the preparation wouldn't change a thing leading into the series. They had, to have, they had to have played a, a, a trial game over there. I, I know they said that last time they went over there and India had docked it up the pitch, but again, it's still practice in those yep. conditions. Now, yes, there might have been some grass on the pitch, but what you, you have always said, you don't need to go on the pitch Mate, you can, either, by the way, well, when, when you're you, in India. It's more time in the nets, nets. as well. Mm. Like That's the other thing. When you go to India, you have – so let's say there's a squad of, oh, in this case, 18 – Australian players are in the squad. Then let's assume there's 16 staff members, mm. right? So it's a big squad already. You can add another 15 net bowlers onto that as well when you get to each venue. There are Indian kids everywhere. Yeah. 
cricketers all around that country that fly or come from wherever area they can to bowl to the Indian cricket team and the Australian cricket team. So you can bat for hours and hours in the nets. So even if you didn't get, you know, great facilities for a tour game, Mm. you still got an extra week, seven days, 10 days, whatever it takes to be to be training and preparing in those conditions and every part of those conditions. You've also got an extra week for your body to acclimatise to that heat, to, you know, when you bat. Like, you can't – it's a completely different clay in India that you bat on. Mm. The actual pitch is completely different. It's that orange clay where no matter what you produce in Australia, it's not not the same. It's like if I go and order Indian from – Rose Bay Indian, it's not the same as eating Indian in Hyderabad. Mm. Like it just, it takes a week, I reckon, for your stomach to acclimatize to Indian food. Then add heat, then Mm. add batting, bowling, fielding conditions. Like it's just every part of it. Traveling in India, getting on an airplane, Mm. like it's everything, every single part of it is very, very different to Australia. The other one I can't believe is that they haven't admitted that they've got the selections wrong and they haven't admitted that they've picked the wrong players to go over there because you look at, um, look, Hazelwood, he's now coming home. Mm. So he he's injury, it must have either got worse over there or he was in extreme doubt to play a part of the series. Anyway, they took him. Um, Ashton Agar, they've just by, bypassed him. He, he'll never play for Australia again, that kid. No. By the sounds of it. Yeah, you know, so embarrassing for him, really. Well, when you're flying in Matthew Kuhneman, mm. what two or three days before a test, and rushing him straight into the team, yeah, you got to feel for Agar. You know, that that, that to me said it all. I, I think they just stuffed it up. They've stuffed it up right from the start. He must have forgot how to bowl or something. I don't know what's happened with him over there, but. Uh... Uh, we'll break it down more, particularly those players who are coming home featuring in the papers. Hopefully, but... Paddy's okay as well. Pat Cummins, obviously, yep. there's some concerns there. With I don't, I don't actually know exactly what's going on, but uh, thoughts are with him and his family at the moment. And again, family always comes first. So, if that means he's home for a couple of days and gets back for that third test, then fantastic. If that means he's home for however long. Um, as hard as it is for, you know, cricket lovers to try and comprehend leaving that Indian tour right now, I've always said, and, I, and I'll stand by that, that family has to come first. So hopefully everyone's okay in regards to him and his family. And Lozzie, you're over over in New Zealand for the weekend and uh, they've been dealing with their own tragedies mm. and an awful situation over there with a terrible cyclone, particularly on the North Island. And uh, Isaac Luke's father actually uh, unfortunately passed away a casually to you of what's going on over there. How how were the people over there, and uh, you know what's going on? Oh yeah, obviously they're very resilient. Um, but over in New Zealand, it got caught by surprise. Like a lot of these things, when they happen, uh, you're not expecting it to be as bad as what it turned out to be. And even just in the cab going to the airport yesterday listening to the news, it said that there's still six, 7,000 people that have been uncontactable since it happened. Mm. Just, just cut off, off the grid, yeah. Mm. And there's you know places that they just can't get into. There's been landslides, there's been flooding, there's been ho- horrific damage to um, property, um, animals. 
So it's yeah, it's it's had a big um, impact on them over there. But when I was there, the weather was beautiful. You wouldn't have thought there was a hurricane. You wouldn't have thought there was flooding. Um, it was a beautiful Kiwi summer's day. But uh, yeah, they're struggling over there in some places. And for us, you know, my family over there and Michelle's family, um, they, they were pretty good. They got away not too bad, considering what could have been. How shocked were you with the World Club Challenge result? 13-12, St Helens over Penrith at 19.5-point outsiders. Uh, yeah, I thought that Penrith would win. I did say thought Penrith would win. I saw it on the television, but I couldn't hear the volume because I was out. Um, it looked like it was raining, wasn't it? Yep. No, there was crazy storms uh, came up out of nowhere on Saturday afternoon. The yeah. A-League game at Campbelltown actually went for four hours because they had to keep delaying it due to the lightning. Right. And no, well, they were they were good. From what I saw um, and what I've read, uh, Jack Wellsby, uh, we spoke about him before the game, uh, this exciting young player from St Helens Club. He was very impressive in the World Cup last year uh, and he's played really well in the two games out here in Australia and there's you know, club circling him at the moment. So I was surprised that Penrith lost, but um, you know, well done to St Helens. They win the World Club Challenge. Um, they came out here. They wanted to get the job done. They they prepared well. They had a trial game against the Dragons. Then they came uh, and got the job done against Penrith. P- Penrith are a bit rusty with the footy, uh, as to be expected. Um, they were missing a number of players from their grand final winning team the previous season. And I also see that Taylor Bay was injured in ACL, that game. ACL gone. out for the season. So on top of – he never played in the grand final, Taylor May. It was Charlie Staines on the wing, but he's now gone to the Tigers. But Taylor May was a, a mainstay of that team last season, and he'll be missed. So Penrith are finding it – well, will find it a little bit difficult to try and get that three-peat. Um, I don't know whether their prices drifted as such, Mido. No, I had a look last night. It was bit, still $4. I yeah. think they're unders. Yeah, I couldn't come in at them at four bucks. Mm. Oh, see, for me, I think the Roosters, are the and that's team. not writing them off. They're, they're no, worthy no, no. competition no, no, favourites. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're going to be a good team. The they're they're going to be a good team, and I yeah. still think they they're capable. Then they will finish top four. Um, but again, you know, without Kickow, um, Liam Martin has to come back into that team. Dylan Edwards comes back into the team. Yeah. Dylan Edwards, he's such a um, great fit for the style of footy that they play. So when he comes back. He'll offer them plenty. Um, but they, they'll, they'll be very competitive again this year, Penrith. And I still think they'll be top four. And they're still a massive chance of winning this competition. And the Aussie cricketers. So back page of the telly, uh, sweeping changes. Warner set to miss rest of series. Hazelwood sent home. Cummins in Sydney for family issue. Uh, back page of the Herald. Cummins heading home as tour troubles mount. Is the headline there? Fears for Warner as Hazelwood exits. So as Clarkie mentioned, Pat Cummins, uh, a family illness, seeing him back home, but he's likely to be back. Uh, initial report suggests for the third test, which starts next Wednesday. So eight days' time there in indoor. Uh, Josh Hazelwood has failed to overcome an Achilles injury. Is heading home. Gee, hasn't played much Test cricket in the last what probably eighteen months now. Mm. Josh Hazelwood. Yeah. Uh, it looks like David Warner's out of the series with that hairline fracture to his elbow. Uh, it's to be determined, though. Uh, Andrew McDonald, some comments yesterday said that there'll be no rush in in 
the decision on Warner, but uh, it looks like if he's got a little hairline fracture, he probably won't play, considering now the series, at least our chances to win the series, are gone, maybe. Uh, Mitchell Swepson, though, because you forget that he returned. He had the birth of his first child, so he's apparently going to go back to India now. So you wonder whether he could come into consideration. Four spinners, maybe, Mido. <laughs> Four spinners, no quicks. <laughs> But, uh, so that means Ashton Agar will go home too, won't Oh, it? probably. I mean, if or you're they just Ashton, keep you. It is interesting, Clark. If you are Ashton Agar, I mean, you've seen what it's like, players on the fringe and how lonely it can get for those squad players yeah, on a place. tour like this. Does he put up his hand and go, look, maybe I'm, I'm better off going home around, you know, going, and the Shields on at the moment, of course, as well, the back end of well, the Sheffield I, Shield I, season. It's not fair for me to comment because I don't know what the issue is. I, I don't know. I, I still – I haven't read or heard enough to say that Ashton Agar isn't, um, isn't fit to be on tour. I, I would have picked him in the first test. Mm. He would have been my second spinner in the first test. So I still don't know what the problem is why Ash hasn't been given an opportunity. I've read a few comments that they're saying he's not bowling well in the nets. <laughs> that that means nothing to me. Um, but you'll have five spinners over there. So if you've got five spinners over there, what Ashton Agar, there's no point holding him over there. He's better off to come back here and build his confidence and play some shield cricket. Why is Mitchell Swepson flying? He's just had a child. Yeah. Why is he flying back? Are they, they going to drop a spinner to pick him? No, they probably what? just want him there as cover. So that's what I'm getting at. Like, Who are they going to drop? They probably won't drop anyone. Well, Kuhneman went over there for Swepson. Yeah. So Swepson could come home for the birth of his child. So but he, did, but he played the but test then match. he played the test <laughs> match. <laughs> Mate, you're not flying him home now. Yeah. It, it, they've picked, they flew him over for Swepson and then picked him in front of Ashton Agar. So if they're justifying sending someone home to bring Swepson back, it, it will have to be Agar. The amazing thing about this is they told us how great the planning was heading into the series. It looks like they've got no idea really what they wanted to do. Mate, honestly, anyway, yeah, the injuries have hurt though, particularly to, to Stark and uh, Cameron, back Green, Cameron Green. So we'll they're expected go. to play. Or be available well, at least. It wouldn't have mattered if Stark was fit. That we picked one quick. Well, for that test, yes. So if Stark was fit last test, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm. Or Hazelwood was fit, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm. So the, really, the know. only injury, the only injury that we're talking about it that has had impact on this series so far is Cameron Green. Yet the guy they picked for Cameron Green in this test, Peter Hanscom, was leading run scorer in the first innings. <laughs> I want to know how we're going to go if, when we lose the toss. That's it. You, act- you actually don't. That's, can you take that back. You don't want to see how we go when we lose a toss. <laughs> because we've had the best of the conditions yeah. in both test matches, and we've gone on to lose. Gee, the fr- and, and there's been so much focus on you know, the collapse yesterday. But we what, what, had 263 in the first innings. We had them seven for 139 mm. in that first innings. And then uh, Axar Patel uh, again. Yep. There was a 114-run stand for the eighth wicket there, which really, really yeah. hurt us. Uh, and it, what, what about David Warner? What do you think happens here, uh, Clarkey? Well, if he's, I don't, I think if he's not fit to play this Test match, the third Test, he goes home. No point keeping him for for the fourth. Mm. Um, Hairline fracture. I mean, you know, you, you can play with that though. Yeah, that's that's why I think it's interesting because mm. that is. An injury, like you say. Well, you, well, that. you can play like it, it, that's dictated but, by pain, really. Hmm. Like if he can hold the bat and feels like he can bat properly, he can 
because there's a fracture. It's like sometimes a bruise hurts more than a break. So you can, yeah, you play with stuff like that all the time. But if you can't hold the bat, it's his bottom hand, isn't it? I think it was his bottom hand. Ooh, not, yeah, I'm not 100% yeah, sure. So, yeah, that'll be more dictated by pain. So maybe they'll keep him, let him bat in the nets and see how he goes. Um, if it feels right, he plays. If it doesn't, then he doesn't play. If he doesn't play, oh, well, oh, I don't know because they've, what they did with Travis Head, now I'm questioning, can they pick him for the Ashes? Because if it's horses for courses... Oh, David Warner. Yeah, David Warner, yeah. like. Oh. I don't, oh, to me, Dave, if David's fit, he's playing. Got Simple as that. Simple as that. But, yeah, mate, I, I don't know what they're thinking, honestly. I, and, like I say, their comments after the first test match saying they didn't get the Travis Head selection wrong surprised me. And now um, Mac, Andrew McDonald saying he, doesn't, he wouldn't change anything. That surprises me as well. And I understand. I know what it's like when you're in that situation as well. You're in the team. You're in that bubble. You want to make sure you just... Nah, it's, we're just living with our decisions. Yep. That's it. Even What's though next? you might feel something different, you just say, nah, I've got to say this. Gets us, allows us to move on, uh, concentrate on the third test. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they go from, even with selections now. Like, if, if Stark's fit, if Cummins does come back, do they go back to two quicks and play two spinners? If they play two spinners, do they play the two right arm offies? Do they, you know, what happens now? So they do they keep Travis Head in the middle order if Cameron Green's fit? And that means there's no Peter Hanscom, who was our leading run scorer in the first innings. Uh, and they didn't pick Travis Head in the first test, but now they're going to pick him over Peter Hanscom. I'm confused there. Do they open the batting if Dave Warner's not fit with Matt Renshaw or Travis Head? They pick Matt Renshaw in front of Travis Head in the first innings, which tells me they think he's a better player of spin, so he'll probably bat at five, and then Travis Head will open the batting. I, mate, it, it's just it's it's so hard to work out at the yeah. moment. Hanscom's been good. Yeah, yeah. Hanscom's been Hanscom played really well in the he's first innings. Yeah. Matt Renshaw's been all at sea, yeah. to say the least. Hasn't fired a shot. Uh, now the Dragons, the Omens. Gee, I'll tell you what, the Omens are not good heading into this season, are they? Uh, Denny Widler, who's back this morning after 8 o'clock from the Nine Network. And uh, he had the story on Nine News last night. We received some texts about this yesterday. Um, I was waiting to get some confirmation. But uh, so after the 42-24 to loss, ordinary loss it was too in the Charity Shield there at Mudgee, the players had a night out. Uh, they got back to the hotel and... Uh, you know, a couple of players had a heated argument, not uncommon in rugby league teams, as we've spoken about here in any sporting team, as we've spoken about for a long time. But uh, apparently other players had to intervene. There were no punches thrown, but, you know, quite a substantial argument. And the headline on the back page, uh, well, of the Sydney Morning Herald is Dragon's Pair Found in Drunken Argument, but also on the back page of the Telegraph, 6am alarm. Dragon's Drunken Dispute Prompts Early Morning Wake-Up Call. So... Uh, the Telegraph and Dean Ritchie's written this article sort of saying that this argument occurred at 6am on the Sunday morning. So they've had a decent night, uh, to say the least. But uh, the Dragons, as we've said, it, they need everything to go right. And it looks like at the moment, nothing's going right. No, and again, you know, in a footy team, to have an argument between two players is a common occurrence. Mm. But the problem is, they've been touched up by South Sydney, the Charity Shield, They've allowed the players to go out and have a couple of beers and they've taken it too far. They've come back 6 a.m. in the morning 
which is not a reasonable time. And I'm not being a wowser. Because I say to players after the games, go and have a good time, have a few beers. But you've got to be careful. To come back and to have a, an exchange at 6 o'clock in the morning, not a good look. They'll be fined. I don't know how the Dragons are going to go this year. I really feel that they're going to struggle. I see them finishing in the bottom four. I know they've got the bye in round one. But after six or seven weeks, they want to win some games. They, they need to be winning games early because it could go pear-shaped very quickly. Second favourite in the most losses market behind the Dolphins. $5. Dolphins, two sixty. Well, just on top of what we heard last year about the culture of the club. You know, when only having three players turn up to presentation the presentation night. night. Mm. You know, then you say that you've worked hard on connecting in the off-season and then you have an incident like this. And at six o'clock in the morning, that's unacceptable.